Isaiah chapter 1. Here is the message about Judah and Jerusalem that was revealed to Isaiah, son of Amos, during the time when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz and Hezekiah ruled over Judah. Obedience, not sacrifice. Listen, O heavens, pay attention, O earth, for the Lord speaks. I raised children, I brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. An ox recognises its owner, a donkey recognises where its owner put its food. But Israel does not recognise me, my people do not understand. Beware, sinful nation, the people weighed down by evil deeds. They are offspring who do wrong, children who do wicked things. They have abandoned the Lord and rejected the Holy One of Israel. They have alienated from him. Why do you insist on being battered? Why do you continue to rebel? Your head has a massive wound. Your whole heart is sick. From the soles of your feet to your head, there is no spot that is unharmed. There are only bruises, cuts and open wounds. They have not been cleansed or bandaged, nor have they been treated with olive oil. Your land is devastated, your cities burned with fire. Right before your eyes, your crops are being destroyed by foreign invaders. They leave behind devastation and destruction. Daughter Zion is left isolated, like a hut in a vineyard or a shelter in a cucumber field. She is a besieged city. If the Lord of Heaven's armies had not left us a few survivors, we would have quickly become like Sodom. We would have become like Gomorrah. Listen to the Lord's message, you leaders of Sodom. Pay attention to our God's rebuke, people of Gomorrah. Of what importance to me are your many sacrifices, says the Lord. I have had my fill of burnt sacrifices, of rams and the fat from steers. The blood of bulls, lambs and goats I do not want. When you enter my presence, do you actually think I want this? Animals trampling on my courtyards. Do not bring any more meaningless offerings. I consider your incense detestable. You observe new moon festivals, Sabbaths and convocations, but I cannot tolerate sin-stained celebrations. I hate your new moon festivals and assemblies. They are a burden that I am tired of carrying. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I look the other way. When you offer your many prayers, I do not listen, because your hands are covered in blood. Wash, cleanse yourself, remove your sinful deeds from my sight. Stop sinning. Learn to do what is right. Promote justice. Give the oppressed reason to celebrate. Take up the cause of the orphan. Defend the rights of the widow. Come, let's consider your options, says the Lord. Though your sins have stained you like the colour red, you can become white like snow. Though they are as easy to see as the colour scarlet, you can become white like wool. If you have a willing attitude and obey, then you will again eat the good crops of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Know for certain that the Lord has spoken. Purifying judgment. How tragic that the once faithful city has become a prostitute. She was once a centre of justice. Fairness resided in her, but now only murderers. Your silver has become scum. Your beer is diluted with water. Your officials are rebels. They associate with thieves. All of them love bribery and look for payoffs. 
They do not take up the cause of the orphan or defend the rights of the widow. Therefore, the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies, the powerful one of Israel, says this, Ah, I will seek vengeance against you, my adversaries. I will take revenge against my enemies. I will attack you. I will purify your metal with flux. I will remove all your slag. I will re-establish honest judges as in former times, wise advisers as in earlier days. Then you will be called the just city, faithful town. Zion will be freed by justice and her returnees by righteousness. All rebellious sinners will be shattered. Those who abandon the Lord will perish. Indeed, they will be ashamed of the sacred trees you find so desirable. You find so desirable. You will be embarrassed because of the sacred orchards where you choose to worship. For you will be like the tree whose leaves wither, like an orchard that is unwatered. The powerful will be like a thread of yarn, their deeds like a spark. Both will burn together and no one will put out the fire. Isaiah chapter 2, the future glory of Jerusalem. Here is the message about Judah and Jerusalem that was revealed to Isaiah, son of Amos. In future days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will endure as the most important of mountains and will be the most prominent of hills. All the nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up the Lord's mountain to the temple of the God of Jacob, so he can teach us his requirements and we can follow his standards. For Zion will be the centre for moral instruction. The Lord's message will issue from Jerusalem. He will judge disputes between nations. He will settle cases for many peoples. They will beat their saws into ploughshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up the sword against other nations and they will no longer train for war. O descendants of Jacob, come, let us walk in the Lord's guiding light. The Lord's Day of Judgment. Indeed, O Lord, you have abandoned your people, the descendants of Jacob. For diviners from the east are everywhere. They consult omen readers like the Philistines do. Plenty of foreigners are around. Their land is full of gold and silver. There is no end to their wealth. Their land is full of horses. There is no end to their chariots. Their land is full of worthless idols. They worship to produce their own hands, what their own fingers have fashioned. Men bow down to them in homage. They lie flat on the ground in worship. Don't spare them. Go up to the rocky cliffs, hide in the ground, get away from the dreadful judgment of the Lord, from his royal splendour. Proud men will be brought low. Arrogant men will be humiliated. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Indeed, the Lord of heaven's armies has planned a day of judgment. For all the high and mighty, for all who are proud, they will be humiliated. For all the cedars of Lebanon that are so high and mighty, for all the oaks of Bashan, for all the tall mountains, for all the high hills, for every high tower, for every fortified wall, for all the large ships, for all the impressive ships... Proud men will be humiliated, arrogant men will be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The worthless idols will be completely eliminated. They will go into caves in the rocky cliffs and into holes in the ground, trying to escape the dreadful judgment of the Lord and his royal splendour when he rises up to terrify the earth. 
At that time men will throw their silver and gold idols, which they made for themselves to worship, into the caves where rodents and bats live, so they themselves can go into the crevices of the rocky cliffs and the openings under the rocky overhangs, trying to escape the dreadful judgment of the Lord and his royal splendour when he rises up to terrify the earth. Stop trusting in human beings whose life's breath is in their nostrils, for why should they be given special consideration? Isaiah chapter 3, a coming leadership crisis. Look, the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies is about to remove from Jerusalem and Judah every source of security, including all the food and water, the mighty men and warriors, judges and prophets, omen readers and leaders, captains of groups of 50, the respected citizens, advisers and those skilled in magical arts, and those who know incantations. The Lord says, I will make use their officials. Malicious young men will rule over them. The people will treat each other harshly. Men will oppose each other. Neighbours will fight. Youths will proudly defy the elderly. And riffraff will challenge those who were once respected. Indeed, a man will grab his brother right in his father's house and say, You own a coat. You be our leader. This heap of ruins will be under your control. At that time, the brother will shout, I am no doctor, I have no food or coat in my house. Don't make me a leader of the people. Jerusalem certainly stumbles, Judah fails, for their words and their actions offend the Lord. They rebel against his royal authority. The look on their faces testifies to their guilt. Like the people of Sodom, they openly boast of their sin. Woe to them! For they bring disaster on themselves. Tell the innocent it will go well with them, for they will be rewarded for what they have done. Woe to the wicked sinners, for they will get exactly what they deserve. Oppressors treat my people cruelly, creditors rule over them. My people, your leaders mislead you, and they give you confusing directions. The Lord takes his position to judge. He stands up to pass sentence on his people. The Lord comes to pronounce judgment on the leaders of his people and their officials. He says, Is it you who have ruined the vineyard? You have stashed in your house what you have stolen from the poor. Why do you crush my people and grind the faces of the poor? The sovereign Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Washing away impurity. The Lord says, The women of Zion are proud. They walk with their heads high and flirt with their eyes. They skip along, and the jewellery on their ankles jingles. So the Lord will afflict the forehead of Zion's women with skin diseases. The Lord will make the front of their heads bald. At that time, the Lord will remove their beautiful ankle jewellery, neck ornaments, crescent shape ornaments, earrings, bracelets, veils, headdresses, ankle ornaments, sashes, sachets, amulets, ring, nose rings, festive dresses, robes, shawls, purses, garments, vests, head coverings and gowns. A putrid stench will replace the smell of spices. A rope will replace a belt. Baldness will replace braided locks of hair. A sackcloth garment will replace a fine robe and a prisoner's brand will replace beauty. Your men will fall by the sword. Your strong men will die in battle. Her gates will mourn and lament. Deprived of her people, she will sit on the ground. Psalm 9. For the music director, according to the Alamoth Laban style, a psalm of David. 
I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will tell about all your amazing deeds. I will be happy and rejoice in you. I will sing praises to you, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they trip and are defeated before you. For they, for you defended my just course. From your throne you pronounced a just decision. You terrified the nations with your battle cry. You destroyed the wicked. You permanently wiped out all memory of them. The enemy's cities have been reduced to permanent ruins. You destroyed their cities. All memory of the enemies has perished. But the Lord rules for ever. He reigns in a just manner. He judges the world fairly. He makes just legal decisions for the nations. Subsequently, the Lord provides safety for the oppressed. He provides safety in times of trouble. Your loyal followers trust in you. For you, Lord, do not abandon those who seek your help. Sing praises to the Lord who rules in Zion. Tell the nations what he has done. For the one who takes revenge against murderers took notice of the oppressed. He did not overlook their cry for help. When he prayed, Have mercy on me, Lord. See how I am oppressed by those who hate me. O one who can catch me away from the gates of death. Then I will tell about all your praiseworthy acts. In the gates of daughter Zion I will rejoice because of your deliverance. The nations fell into the pit they had made. Their feet were caught in the net they had hidden. The Lord revealed himself. He accomplished justice. The wicked were ensnared by their own actions. Higeon, Selah. The wicked are turned back and sent to Sheol. This is the destiny of all the nations that ignore God. For the needy are not permanently ignored. The hopes of the oppressed are not forever dashed. Rise up, Lord. Don't let men be defiant. May the nations be judged in your presence. Terrify them, Lord. Let the nations know they are mere mortals. Selah. Matthew chapter 22, the parable of the wedding banquet. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to summon those who had been invited to the banquet, but they would not come. Again he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, the feast I have prepared for you is ready. My oxen and fatted calf have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they were indifferent and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest seized his slaves, insolently mistreated them and killed them. The king was furious. He sent his soldiers, and they put those murderers to death and set their city on fire. Then he said to his slave, The wedding is ready, but the ones who had been invited were not worthy. So go into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. And those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the wedding guests, he saw a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes, and he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? But he had nothing to say. Then the king said to his attendants, Tie him up hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Paying taxes to Caesar. Then the Pharisees went out and planned together to entrap him with his own words. 
they sent him, their disciples, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are truthful and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You did not court anyone's favour because you show no partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus realised their evil intentions and said, Hypocrites, why are you testing me? Show me the coin used for the tax. So they brought him a denarius. Jesus said to them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. He said to them, Then give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Now when they heard this, they were stunned and they left him and went away. Marriage and Resurrection The same day Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked, Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and father the children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The second did the same, and the third down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had married her. Jesus answered them, You are deceived because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were amazed at his teaching. The Greatest Commandment Now when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they assembled together. And one of them, an expert in religious law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to them, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Messiah, David's son and Lord. While the Pharisees were assembled, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said, the son of David. He said to them, How then does David by the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your footstool. David then calls him Lord. How can he be his son? No one was able to answer him a word, and from that day no one dared to question him any longer.